Okay, what are we in the final five now? Yeah, we're in the final five. Final five. Um, last week, I accidentally labeled uh, 54 as 55 on the day that it dropped, even though I labeled it correctly the day before. You, like, relabeled it? I, No, like, when I posted about it. Oh, on IG. I put episode 55 by accident. But this is episode 55. And, yeah, we're in the last, well, is it six, actually, if we're recording right now? I guess so. Unless the one we, no, because we just recorded 55 the other day. So this oh, is that's right. we're six, in the last seven, eight, five. nine, zero. Yep. That's right. This is not 55. This is 56. The 56, one, baby. The one we recorded last week, we'll which be. we will hear about, or this week, earlier this week. Fuck it. I don't <laughs> care. It's Sunday, so however you like to lay out your schedule. I'm, I do Sunday to Saturday in my brain, but yeah. I'm Madison. I'm Michael. I uh, I may have abdicated the Michael throne for a little while. Sorry if you guys got teased when you saw the name Michael in a thing and you turned on. I wasn't in that episode, but I was in the last episode. I'm back. There will be no more Michaels and no more toy makers to the king. I hope someone gets that reference. I don't understand it. You remember um, Santa Claus is coming to town, the puppet show, Chris Kringle, oh, gotcha. red hair. That show's kind of, like, there's a creepy part in it when you go back to it because he was giving children gifts in exchange for, like, kisses on his face. And he was, like, getting, like, real, like, blushy and shit while they were doing it. I was like, it's a creepy-ass puppet right now. Goddamn, Chris. Definitely. So this is the Family Size Podcast. It doesn't feel right when we don't say it together. This is the Family Size Podcast. You ready to get into it? I am. Let's do it. I love how our voices morphed right there. Like, I, I basically matched your register right there, and then we just turned in, like, the sort of... Uh, John Lennon and Paul McCartney yeah, of not wife beating. Yeah, I wanted to refer to, like, a harmony from the Beatles. I was like, should I say George and Paul? No, it's more like oh, John and yeah. Paul. Because that John one. and Paul more did a one-voice thing, whereas George and Paul was a really good harmony, but it was more of a contrasting yeah. harmony... One of them was doing a different, like on, um, every mistake we must surely be learning. Like that song. Anyway, I have more stories today. Madison probably has shit going. Nothing? Why the fuck would I? We've recorded on Wednesday. I didn't have shit going on. You <laughs> haven't been in town in a month or some more. Yeah. So, I didn't have anything going on then. I don't have anything going on now. Shit, it's all me again? It's all you again, man. Okay, so I have some time for some stories. Okay, so where we left off, I got out of the ER. Um, I got fluids. I started feeling better. But then they sent me home with Zofran. And the first Zofran I took because it was a uh, dissolve. The next time I went to take a drink, I still had some powder or something. And like it got caught in the back of my throat and I started coughing. I don't think that's what caused this necessarily, but it is a very strange evolution because very soon after that, I kept coughing and then I actually started having like chest congestion and it lasted throughout that whole week after we got back from Chicago and then we left again the very next weekend to make it to a Seahawks game all the way in Seattle, Washington. And I was sick the whole way there and obviously every state we pass through, it gets colder and colder right so the first state uh we passed through after we got to indiana was illinois we got through that kind of quick and got to iowa iowa is fucking there's nothing there it's, yeah that's what i thought it's just there you have to deal with it they are like, like well there's like tater tot casserole there 
and windmills. And they're like, which uh, shout out to fucking windmills, right? Dope. But they're like the capital of the country on windmills or maybe like second place behind someone. I can't remember. Other than that, and one, one, one thing about them having fucking nothing there that made this so terrible was that I not only had to piss at one point in the, like, basically within 10 minutes of us arriving in Iowa, but I was going to piss, right? And but there I, was, like, 5,000 signs. It's like, you better not park on the side of the road and piss here. Well, there was nowhere to do it because it's just, like, fields and shit every now and then. There's a neighborhood, but there wasn't, like, any exits you know what i mean and even if there was like i'm gonna piss right like it's it's actually gonna fucking happen it's i don't know the last time that it was like that for me where it's like i'm you know squeezing and everything and it's just like it's gonna come out you cannot stop this you just need to get somewhere in time before it inevitably happens to you so we finally get off somewhere and after we get off the exit, we get stuck behind this truck who, you know, has a whole load. So he waits longer and is more cautious when taking a right turn. Whereas if we were first, we could have been in this red lights lasting forever. Um, but it'll be like a regular person or even a truck driver that wasn't a total fucking pussy. I'm kidding. But obviously that's what I was thinking when I was going to piss Just go. all inside Alexandra's fucking SUV. Um, it was going to be a piss UV. Sorry, bad joke. But it was literally like you would see POV. So like (laughs) like a half a mile away, you see a car coming, basically. And then the truck is still sitting there. I don't know. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then he starts going. He hesitates. He lets more people go. And he finally gets out of the way. And I don't know if we took a wrong turn or what, but we just got off on on the closest exit. And there was nothing. Like, we couldn't find a gas station or something. So, like I said, we maybe we turned the wrong direction or whatever, but it was finally just like, I finally just said, turn into this neighborhood. Just do it. Because do you want, do you want me to, like, I will piss in your car. Like, I can't stop it. I'm not saying it as an attack. So like, an I'm going to piss in your fucking exit, car. But there were no gas stations. Basically because it's Iowa, and we learned that the hard okay, way. Okay, but there are people in Iowa. There are, which I'm, I don't fucking understand. I guess they just eat right out of the ground from their farms or something. But it is so few and far between that you will find shit. Like, we actually saw an exit on the way coming back that just had, like, there were five like blank squares where you saw that there used to be restaurants and the only surviving one was a pizza hut and i was like oh maybe covid took him out because pizza Hut might have been the only one that delivered and now it's the only fucking restaurant that exists in this fucking place but anyway we pull into a neighborhood and at this point i already have i already have a spit bottle like i'm already fucking alexandra up because she she's a nurse she can deal with most bot she calls it body nasty Mo like she can insert Foley catheters, she can, um, you know, change bed linen, she can wipe ass, this and that, right? Um, what she can't handle usually is like NG tubes, coughing, hacking, that sort of noise. Why? And she hates food Why? nasty. So like what? food stuck in drains and stuff, she can't, she's like, I can deal with body nasty, I can't deal with food nasty. And the one body nasty I can't deal with is like coughing and mucus and like throw up and stuff. Like anything esophageal. Uh, she she has trouble. You're literally wiping up someone else's shit, Mm -hmm. which is a butt esophagus. And she can deal with IVs and stuff. It really is because they're both sphincters, technically. So, yeah. 
but like all like and i'm like babe i'm trying to get it up and i also can't help that i'm coughing um babe i'm trying to get it up (laughs) (laughs) i I saw it on your face what you're getting at though is that you have a a spit bottle so that whenever you're about to like throw like you're gagging yourself to the point of nearly throwing up and you have all this extra spit in your fucking mouth it's 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 for well i say spit it's a mucus bottle okay so it's phlegm basically okay that i'm hacking up into this bottle and we're like you know half an inch of bottle space is now being taken up and she's just like oh my fucking god it is kind of gross though it is it is does that people usually (laughs) just swallow it yeah that's the thing i usually try to get it out but if i don't have anywhere to do it i just swallow it and hope that it doesn't go back right the fuck where it was but i needed because if it did you would be choking and dying but at this point i needed another bottle because i was just like yo take me here i'm gonna i'm gonna go like i i dude you turn into a different human being. You're like, you have all the confidence of a thousand horses. You're just like going up to somebody's door. Like, I'm from Alabama. I, I don't know what's wrong with y'all, but y'all have no kind of convenience stores. There's nobody that lives here. There's a shit ton of windmills. And I need to piss. I've had to piss for the last 15 years. Yeah. And I'm stuck in Iowa. Well, all we had was, we had a bottle, but it wasn't. The one I was spitting in at the time, I think, was maybe like an Arizona bottle or something like that. So, like, a wider thing. But anyway, we get somewhere, and I'm just like, babe, pull over now. Like, and there's, like, houses and shit. But she parks to where, like, I'm on the, like, side, mm-hmm. closest to, like, the sidewalk or whatever. And I go around to her side, and I'm like, all right, open your door. I can't, oh, I might have been the one driving, actually. I can't remember. But either way. So I get her to open her door and then give me the bottle and I start pissing into the bottle. And obviously like my shirt's kind of up, like my back is out and stuff. And all of a sudden she's like, okay, she says, someone's out in their yard right now, Michael. And I was like, I don't fucking, I do not care right now. Um, and she's like, they're walking towards us. I was like, this nosy bitch. Cause they were out there with their dog. And it's like, use some context clues. Like clearly <clears throat> new humans. There's a large hairy. Well, it's white people out in Iowa. I guess and they're, they're like, wow, like new neighbor. Hi, how are ya? Well, I guess, but I, I know that like you gotta walk your dog. But it's like if you see someone doing what I'm doing, maybe walk the other direction. Like, what do you? So I had to like, I got enough out that I could like cut it off, and then put the bottle back in the door, hand it to her, whatever, and then run around and um, get back in the car. So we drove some more until we got to this thing. I was like, I'm going to go piss in that field right there. She's like, no, you're not. Because it's, you know, one of those neighborhoods where there's just like a field in the back of it. It's like, no, don't do that. So we did the same thing. Open the door. Go, you know, go to her side. Piss in the bottle. And um, then just pour it out on the ground. Ugh, why didn't you just open the door and piss on the ground? Because I wanted the cover of like her her door. But I didn't want to piss openly right there. <laughs> and like, then somebody be like... Is this guy pissing on his wife? <laughs> I didn't want that. I didn't want to piss on my wife. So, uh, yeah, used a bottle, finally got out of that emergency, and then kept going. And at some point, so, yeah, I drove for the first several hours. And then when it got nighttime, um, we went to switch. We stopped at a place, and um, she was like, are you ready to switch? I was like, I guess so. So... I get in the passenger seat, she drives, and I start trying to fall asleep, but 
unfortunately, she's been awake the whole time with me while I've been driving. She's caught a nap here and there, but this was literally like, I basically picked her up from work after like a 12 hour shift and then we went. So she's only been able to catch like a couple naps here and there in the car. And so all of a sudden, like she's admitting to me that she's having trouble like driving and staying awake. And I was like, God damn it. Like I want us to be safe, but at the same time, it was just like the timing of that was frustrating. Cause like I just got out from behind the wheel, was ready to take a nap. And now we, you know, didn't get very far and it was clear that it was going to be dangerous if she kept driving right. um, because she was just too tired. It's not her fault. So I got back behind the wheel and drove some more um, until she was ready. She took over probably sometime in South Dakota. Yeah, because we stopped in South Dakota at a gas station. And it was like that's when we first started uh, encountering snow. What part of South Dakota were you in? Um, fuck, I can't even remember well you had you had gotten some uh merch from the black hills yeah so were you around rapid city or probably yeah somewhere like that i know that we hadn't been in south dakota very long it was one of like the first exits when you come in from that um east end of south dakota along the interstate and we were on this gas station that was like up on a hill like we were like in the hills like in the mountains and um that's pretty cool it was and the snow was kind of cool and I was trying to make it to daybreak, but the further you go through these time zones, you go back in time and daybreak gets farther away. So I was trying to at least make it to like somewhere, you know, 536 when the sun was out to wake her up and ask her to if she can drive. So then she's gotten sleep and the sun's out, you know, it's less likely that she's going to fall asleep at the wheel. I didn't make it all the way there, but the sun had started coming up. We swapped at that gas station, and then I fell asleep. I woke up when basically when we were crossing from South Dakota into Montana, and it was really cool. It was like the set of like the Flintstones movie or something. It just felt very, I don't know, it's like stuff that we've only really seen in movies, like with the, you know, like a desert, but there's a town in it, and um, you see like the big rocks and the... Desert plants and shit like that. I think Montana was like that for some reason. Yeah, it is. So it was real cool. Is that where you saw Sinclair, the dinosaur? Um, that's about when we started seeing it. Was once you get into I think South Dakota and that side. What was that for? What What did that end up being about? The dinosaur is the that's a mascot. So every Sinclair gas station has a big green whatever that is brachiosaurus or bronchus yeah the big one that eats leaves um with the long neck and yeah long neck and they all have which makes sense bronchi oh neck that there you go um so they have one outside like the big like something you would see in a playground or something like like that concrete type of dinosaur yeah now the picture i sent y'all that one was bigger than any of the other ones we saw the ones we saw were like uh, Just imagine, you know, like, if you've seen four feet off the ground. I think if you've seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure, mm-hmm. where they're sitting, I guess are they sitting in the dinosaur? Yeah, mouth? he yeah he was fucking some dude's wife in, inside of a dinosaur, and then he almost got beat to death with a bone. Yeah, by right? Fred Flintstone himself. <laughs> Basically, so that's what happened. Um, but the yeah the big one's the one we sent you the other ones are like four feet off the ground or something like that you go take a picture with them while you're at the gas station 
we got the dinosaur plushie or whatever on our way back. But, um, yeah, as we're going, like, you know, through South Dakota and Montana, there's lots of reservations there. And it's just gorgeous because yeah. there's not, oh, there's an Ulta, there's a McDonald's, you know, there's a Shell station. It was, you know, maybe a little local businesses here and there, you know, um, within that community on the reservation, you know, they and they have their own school and everything like oh, that. you can drive through it. You can drive through it, yes. Um, but other than that, there wasn't really anything that intruded upon the nature there. So, like, all the hills were still there, all the plants, everything. You could just drive right through it and look at it, and it was beautiful. Yeah, because what you have to remember is that any reservations we have down here are by way of casinos. Yeah, because we've already... It was almost as if we built the gigantic cities and then gave them some reserved land. And all, like, you could do at that point is casinos. I mean, good on them. Get your money back and from the, the white man. Are <laughs> they get my the money. Water. Yeah. Like, how much land is there, actually? Because all the casinos are floating barges. It's literally just, like, the cubic feet of however much the casino is. But, yeah, up there, it's these big swaths of land. I know in Oklahoma, about 40% of the state of Oklahoma a few years ago got put back under... Um, indigenous uh authority basically so like at least like yeah at least 40 percent of oklahoma is actually like you could say reserved or something like that Good. not that no one got kicked out of their homes okay it's not the fucking white genocide where people talk about it's just like those laws apply now they have more authority over what happens to their to the rivers and the streams and, and stuff like that super cool so that was cool we actually went between two reservations there was a cheyenne and then you cross into the crow the Crow Reservation was a lot more, um, I don't know how to say it. Elementary? Like, well, it was a lot more, like, friendly to industrialization, I guess. Like, once oh, you okay. got through Cheyenne and into Crow, you have, like, a... McDonald's. You have, like, a Christian church. You have, you have gas stations. Okay. You have this and that. Whereas Cheyenne was just, like, very quiet and, like... No, no big buildings or businesses really anywhere. So yeah, it was weird. And honestly, like it's, I, it's not really my place to say something like this, um, due to who I am and what I look like. But it was strange going from Cheyenne into Crow. Like I just said, playing off of that, they did have a Christian church on the reservation, and I was like. That's just kind of weird because Christianity was one of the things that we kind of brought over and like forced on people and this is reserved land and, you know, and you see monuments to you know, Sitting Bull and uh, Wild Horse or Crazy Horse, I'm sorry, and, and people like that and full placards about how this guy resisted colonialism, like paying tribute to them. And then you get to the rest stops and it's obviously, oh, this guy came and he discovered this and did that because we have to fit that in where we can. But, um... So it was weird to see a Christian church. And then on the sign of the Christian church, which I'm not saying the people of this church speak for everyone within the Crow tribe or the or that lives on the reservation, but it on their sign, they put up a message about how they stand with Israel. And I was like, that I know I'm white, but like, that's weird to me. Cause like indigenous solidarity, right? Like the yeah, same exact shit. They obviously don't have the actual facts. I guess not. Indigenous people, are they, um... In on the oil money? No. There actually, there have been several um, instances, especially over the last, I guess, 20 years, 
of the United States government and local governments even using force like the National Guard and stuff to help companies, I think like BlackRock and other venture companies and oil companies to uh, and basically intrude onto indigenous reserved land, treaty land that we said we weren't going to fuck with and then we break the treaty and there's a big protest and even like people that aren't from the reservation come and join in and then obviously, you know, the corporation phones up the fucking government and the government's like, oh yeah, we'll help you out. We'll send in the National Guard and spray these people down with high-powered hoses and get them out of the way so you can frack your oil out of this land that we weren't supposed to be fucking with. So, no, they're not. Um, I don't, but yeah, I don't know about the crows because like I said, they seemed a lot more friendly to that stuff, at least the area that we passed through. But anyway, once we're in Montana, it was so gorgeous and we finally get to this gas, uh, get to a rest stop and here is, I think, the m- main event of the trip over to Washington, of the road trip part. We get there, and dude, I've been waiting to tell you about this. We, I go inside, and it's one of those bathrooms, or it's one of those rest stops where there's multiple bathrooms, like multiple doors down a hallway instead of like a big thing. You've ever been in one of those? It's like... Go to the right, and it's, you know, like four or five doors for the women. Go to the left, it's four to five doors for the men. No, I've never seen that. So it was that. I've only ever seen like one door, and then like a Bucky's, right? Yeah, gigantic. Yeah. And it's just a giant bathroom for women, and there's like hella stalls that are really nice. Yeah. But I've never seen like in the hallway, just like one door for each bathroom type of thing. Separated yeah. bathrooms completely with sinks and everything. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. And so I go through the first one, and when I walk in, there is there's a sink directly to my left from mm-hmm. the door. In the back left of the room, there's like a big fat like square urinal installed on the wall, and then to the right corner there's just a regular degular toilet. And I had to pee, but when I look over to the left, there was piss everywhere but inside the urinal, and I was like this has to be fucking intentional. Like what was it a kid? Like what happened here? Cause it was like a big pond of piss in front of the urinal. And I'm just like, okay, that's fucked up. Cause this is a big fucking urinal. Right. And so I go to the toilet on the right and piss in that. And then while I'm peeing, I look over uh-huh. and there is also urine on top of the urinal. I'm like, they pissed on top of the urinal. They pissed on the floor in front of the urinal. Was this a fucking prank? No, it was a very small little person and a very, very large person. Like, like it was a trick. Shaq. <laughs> so, Have you ever seen shit in a urinal? Yeah. You've seen somebody shit in a urinal? I've put it there. I told you that. When I was in like middle school, like sixth or seventh grade, it was you. I thought it would just be funny to shit in the urinal at, at, at middle school one time. And you left it there and got away with it. Yes, Did that was you only ever one hear time. Rumors like somebody shit in the urinal. Mm-mm, I don't uh, think so. Wouldn't have been hilarious. It would have. I can't remember. Sometimes when I was a kid, and I would do mischievous stuff, and like people went long enough without noticing it, I would try to be the one to reveal it, and I would usually give myself away there's, that way. There's shit in the urinal, guys. Like when I was the pinecone bandit, at fucking. Uh, on our fifth grade trip, they were like, you're the only one talking about it, bro. It's fucking you. I was just like, 
I was like lifting people the back of their tents up. We were at Scoutshire, you know, the, the scout camp. I was lifting the backs of their tents up and like throwing pine cones and like running off or when people were gone, like flipping their mattresses. I ended up flipping my own to try to like sell it. But people were like, bro, you're literally the only one talking about and you've named them now. Bro, the Pinecone Bandit. Like, you're the only fucking one that gave him a name and won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Obviously, it's you. Yourself. Obviously, like it's you. the Sticky Bandit. Yeah, yeah, I was the Pinecone Bandit. So, anyway, back on track. Um, There is piss on the ground. There's piss on top of the urinal. I'm pissing into a toilet. You were the one that pissed all over the urinal. No, I know. No, I look over no, I and <laughs> underneath the piss, almost as if the piss was supposed to be a highlighter, which it is the correct color. Someone has written on someone has written on top of the urinal. Okay. All right. Audience members, if you want to go ahead and search this, you can, but you can also just bear with me here. All right. I'm searching as you say. Oh, Madison wants to search it. I I guess I won't stop her. So I saw the word and it was on the urinal. And then when I went to wash my hands, it was on the sink. Should I do this in incognito? Yes. Okay. Um, when I went to wash my hands, it was on it was on the sink mirror. Someone had written it in like the kind of off white marker, sniffies dot com, and I was like, is a sniffy just when you go to a fucking bathroom and uh, use anonymously for sure, and for the curious and and you piss all over everything for fun, um, and so I looked it up. It took a while for it to load, and then. We eventually found out uh, what Sniffy's was once the page loaded. So you know about Grinder, right? Sniffy's is Grinder for people that like to get farted on. People with fetishes, yes. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad- There's wieners everywhere. <laughs> and butts and balls. Madison has been inundated now. Why is it called Sniffy's? Well, I'll, I'll let you know. So I'll give you the example of the one that we read. There are little pins everywhere with whatever they've picked to be their profile. And sometimes it's their abs. Sometimes it's their butt. Sometimes they're wearing the assless jockstrap thing. Sometimes it's a picture of their dick. Sometimes it's a picture of their spread. Is it just for men? It seems as though it's yeah, just, just for men that men that like men, yes. And they're, um, some of them are pictures of people with their uh, cheek spread and... Coming no, farts coming out. No, something that has been left on top of a certain orifice. Mm. Like they're advertising themselves as a sub, basically. Oh. Um, I just don't. I don't. I know that like we can be uncensored on here, but at some point it's just like I don't want to say this out loud. Cummy yummies. God. Ah. Yeah. Basically, hey, you just did that. Take a picture of that. I'll make that my profile picture on Sniffies. So. Ew. Sniffies is for basically anonymous, casual meetups with that are for people that are into a certain variety of sex, of fetishes, kinks, whatever. And we read one bio, and the Sniffies thing, this is where we got the idea of what it's for, said something about how he loved to, like, sniff underarms. Oh. And also how... These people like to sniff. And... And the, 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 the list of things they had, they said no reciprocation from the other party. So they were advertising themselves as like, I'll suck you off. You can fuck me. I don't expect you to do either of those things for me. You can piss on me. Uh, you can do this and that and then just leave. 
like no aftercare or anything. It's just like they fully they want to meet in um, a bathroom somewhere or at a park. They said like public, semi public is cool, like shit like that. Um, and then just get fucking annihilated, and then for the person to leave immediately. And they're doing this casually, which was like almost mind blowing to me. It was like I get it if that's what you're There's into, but it got, what the fuck? That's what I'm saying because usually like people have to have like some kind of like, relationship and trust trauma, each other yeah but like daddy issues or mama issues or whatever but most a lot of people like aftercare i know that there's a yeah. whole kink about like feel like feeling like you just got used and abused yeah and then left like a, a old sock or something you know so that but, so that yeah. is yeah that's when i realized that the piss all over the place was very intentional and it was probably someone in front of the urinal getting pissed on. That was like a Sniffy's fucking advertisement. That, yeah. That wasn't an actual They had made themselves a billboard um, of, of a bathroom. And then... Hella marketing. The person that we were reading up on, like, their pen was pretty close to where it was. Like, maybe they just left the fucking Sniffy's meetup after getting pissed on in this bathroom. So, that's where the piss came from. That's what Sniffy's is. Uh crazy thing to just discover when i'm trying yeah, to stop in at a rest stop is it the <clears throat> fucking guy that actually like created sniffies or is a sniffy marketer or is it just some guy that's like there's not enough people on sniffies here they don't know about it i'm gonna piss all over this urinal i think that's the designated meetup and i think like the meetup spot for that area or something or one of them and that was the aftermath of a meetup that hadn't been like come and cleaned up by a custodian yet like i, I honestly think that the reason it was on top of the urinal and on the floor and not in the urinal is because someone else was in front of that urinal, possibly on their knees, getting pissed on. Got you. So that was fucking crazy, which I'm not trying to be offensive, but that's just a, a wild thing to walk into, right? Right. Um, that poor custodian, unless unless they, he's in on it, the right? The thing is, is, like, have your kinks. Clean up after your fucking self. Yeah, like, bring What's a towel, fuck? bring a mop. I don't fucking know, right? A bring bucket a bucket and a mop. mop. That's a... For this wet ass bussy. <laughs> bussy. I'm ashamed, but it had to be said. It was great. So we get the fuck out of Montana and we like the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, exactly. We like uh we basically just like circumcise Ohio, like just like real quick to the panhandle, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we're in Washington. And I took back over um I think once we got into Washington and started getting later. And you know, Seattle is like all the way on the west side of Washington. So that was still a little bit of driving. Um, but we got there. Do you know in Washington, like the um, the highway or the interstate markers and stuff are in the shape of that fucker's head? Washington? Yes. George Washington? Yeah, like the same, the same um, side profile that you see on quarters is... Like the the markers on the road signs in Washington State. Okay. And the reason they um, you can probably guess the reason they named it after Washington, but that was his final goal, the manifest destiny thing, was to branch out that far and you know get the people that were there out of the way and stuff. So when they finally got as far as they could, they named the state after him. Mm. Pretty fucked. So anyway. Um, we get to Seattle. It's super fog. Like I'm driving it. It's foggy. It's rainy. It's windy. 
So I'm driving slow, and I got my um, hazards on for people to go around me. We got in pretty late, and the next morning, we went to a Seahawks game. And it was real cool. Uh, we missed a few minutes of the of the beginning of it, but we got up there. The place where we sat was like end zone, like at the end of it, end zone, but like the fan section, not the visitor section. Um, and off to the left, or if you're facing it, I guess off to the right a little bit. So, and where we were was like right in front of the railing. So it was like the beginning of the back sections. Um, right in front of the railing and there were only like four other seats besides ours I think so we didn't have to constantly be getting up to let people pass like we had to do it a couple times but it was dope by the time we were there like I had almost lost my voice and we are in the home of the 12s do you know the 12s Madison so there are 11 members on each side of the line of scrimmage right offense defense and the 12th man um is the fans i don't know if this originated in washington but the fans of the seahawks that show up to the games are known as the 12th man and they call them the 12s and they actually had that number retired which is how much respect and love they have for the fans there is a 12 jersey up in the rafters and no player can ever wear number 12 because that belongs to the fans and so people were walking around in jerseys that say 12 and just say fan on them. Super cool. And the reason they're known for that is because they're the loudest fucking football fans ever. So I'm trying to join in whenever the um, the opposing offense is on the field. You know, we're trying to cause false starts and stuff like that and rattle them. And we're succeeding. But the loudest I can get is, ah, like literally that. Like I can't do any, ah, I can't add anything to it. I can't get loud. I'm just, ah. And we have these pom-poms that we're shaking. I'm just doing what I can. Long story short about the game, the Seahawks won. They beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals kind of sucked this year. But that was a divisional game. The Seahawks, or the Cardinals are in the same division as the Seahawks, and it's important to win your divisional games. Bears fans. And that's what I'm going to talk about is the contrast. Because the Bears game, I talked about it last week. Miserable. Mm-hmm. Right? And even before... Justin got hurt like from the beginning of the game they would they were just I already said so mopey so down in the dumps always trying to sound like an expert but being so fickle that you can tell their fucking quote-unquote expert opinion changes after every play oh we need to do this and then they try something else and they fail oh well actually we need to do this this is like shut the fuck up 12s first second third down when the other team's offense is on the field hooting hollering and everything in between making all sorts of noise, causing false starts, cheering on their team, saying fuck you to the refs when they do some bullshit, like everything. They 100% helped in that win. One thing that was kind of unfortunate was after a while we realized we weren't seeing a number 14 on the field, which is DK Metcalf. Like we were looking for his number and we didn't see it. We didn't see him and he's he's hard to miss because he's like six foot eight with a binky in his mouth. We looked it up, and he was apparently a game-time decision, so he was still on the active roster, not listed as injured. Um, but during warm-ups, he and the trainers or whatever agreed, I guess, that whatever was going on with his ribs, like his abdomen was too much, and he just needed to sit this one out. And, yeah, really cool fans, like supportive fans. Everyone's nice. Um, when we were taking pictures after the game, like a guy like volunteered to take the picture for us, 
and it was so pretty where we were sitting because literally like you're looking at the skyline in the background the buildings are like have these cool shapes and there's a clock tower and this and that and it was it was really fun alexander and i both said like it was just night and day um from the bears game and i get that like the bears fans are so used to a lack of success at this point and maybe they were louder and prouder back in the day but it's like you're not helping by just like why are you paying for a ticket if you're just gonna sit there slouched over moping the whole time like maybe help your team out right instead of being like no they gotta earn it they gotta give me something to fucking cheer for like bro so that's why i love the 12s um i got like seahawks merch like i'm an honorary seahawks fan now when the ravens were gonna play the seahawks no i thought you were just gonna i have to go so yeah like i got um i got a seahawks beanie got a seahawks hat uh we kept the pom-poms and stuff and then after the game we went back to the um airbnb for a little while before going back out to the to the city um we ate at this this nice sushi place but i couldn't stop coughing and i was so embarrassed i get so embarrassed when i can't stop coughing in public there's probably trauma there from um one time in church god dad's in church when you cough they act like you did it on purpose to disgrace the entire family in front of god because like there was one time i could not stop coughing during church and my dad gave me this fucking evil eye so eventually like while the um service is going on this was like back when i was like 11 i had to sneak off into not sneak but you know be quiet go behind the pews and stuff and go to the bathroom and get some water from the water fountain so i'm hacking inside this you know japanese sushi restaurant and i know how much more seriously like east asian cultures take viral diseases and and like how to like treat them or like prevent them than we do over here and i felt like such a nasty little white person that just cannot stop coughing I'm like covering up and stuff like that, but it's like so consistent and it's not all like chunky, nasty, wet coughs necessarily, um, which doesn't mean anything because one of like the symptoms of COVID is a dry cough. I don't think it was COVID, but yeah, like the server came over and I started talking to try to order and I coughed. It's like, motherfuck. I got some hot tea. I got some water. I was really trying to fucking make it go away. And I was just like, I told Alexandra, I was like, next time you come you like next time they come over you gotta order so like i pointed on the menu i was like i want this please tell them it was good sushi though um i don't think it was as good as the umi place in uh tarot in indiana but it was yummy i probably could have got something else that i would have liked better but they had like this vegan version of a of a crunch roll it was called like death by crunch roll or something like that um and it was just so big and like hearty and I, I couldn't eat it all and we couldn't really keep the leftovers because there was no fridge um but then the next day before we left um we went to pike place market and we got a bunch of stuff like some of this a lot of the stuff that madison um was showing y'all or not showing y'all but telling y'all about i'm sure it'll be in the ig post for last week's episode um was from pike place market and it was just really cool. I really like it there. We talked about maybe moving to Washington one day. I just 
you know, I don't want to be that far away from my family, but at the same time, like, it's such a nice place, and it would be cool to be able to go to, you know, those wholesome-ass Seahawks games with the 12s and um, stuff like that. The weather is pretty pleasant. I mean, sometimes it's, like, really cold, but it's really not that bad. Hello. Sorry about that. So, one thing that happened after we um, after we left the game was we got very politely mugged. Basically, you got mugged, not violently. It, I, okay, I probably shouldn't have said that because I knew Matt. I, I should have figured you'd freak out. I'm trying to play it off as a funny thing, but it was just like three dudes walked up and basically just one by one put their mixtapes in our hands and then like pulled up their fucking cash apps. And you're supposed to give the mixtape back and just say, no, thanks. We were too pussy to do that, I guess. And they were talking about like, oh, we're taking money to help the children and do this. And that I was like, All right, I'm, like, I don't know. No, they're not. And then one of them was like, oh, people do, uh, you can do the, it was like, you can do the 25, um, which was like the cheaper option. And then he was like, but then we have the, uh, I think he's called it like save the children or something like that. We're like, there's more money so we can give it, you know, we, we have more to give. And I was just like, look, man, we're on a road trip. We don't really have that much. Can I just do the 25? He's like, how about this? And he goes to the, to the keypad and he puts in like 32 or something like that instead. Cause the other option was like 40. And I'm just like, okay, fine. So he takes 32 from me. Um, Alexander paid for one of their mixtapes. I had to pay for it. And then the this other guy comes up, and he's like, hey, man, mine's cheaper. I, I, I just need 10. So I was like, okay. So um, he had trouble, like, his shit. He had one of the things that you, uh, one of those cards, a square, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't read my card. And I was almost like, yes, I'm out of this. But then Alexander just pulled out some cash and gave it to him. And so we got away from that, and... After that happened, we were going down the sidewalk a little bit, and I'm pretty sure that recreational marijuana use is, like, legal in in Washington. And someone was definitely using it on the sidewalk, and it, like, blew back directly into my face. <gasps> no! You know, I didn't get a contact or anything like that. I didn't, like, it wasn't like smoke hit me. It was like I could smell that someone nearby up the sidewalk was, like, hitting a pen or smoking something. And... I had, like, a trauma response. Like, I had to, like, take a minute, um, go off to, like, the side, like, stop walking. And uh, I teared up a little bit because it was back-to-back things. So, those three guys, that kind of reminded me of that time, I think I talked about on the podcast, when I was delivering pizzas, accidentally got the orders mixed up, and then the second place I went to, you know, they kind of politely fucking mugged me as well. I ended up having to pay them out of my tips and they all got in my car and I drove them um, to the place they were trying to get before I could get back to work. And obviously very, uh, I know this is kind of like a toxic word, but like very emasculating experience and kind of scary. You know, it was that. And then immediately after that, get hit with the really strong weed smell. And those two things mixed just like, 
fucking did that to me. I was, I was okay, I gotta take a minute, I gotta breathe, I gotta not fucking cry right now. And then we went about our day and we had a nice time. And then I was telling them, I was telling the audience about how we went to Pike Place Market uh, the next day. We didn't get to go to the Space Needle or the Ferris wheel or anything like that, but we took some nice pictures of them because Lumen Field has a great view of those things. So, yeah, that was nice. And after that, we traveled to Forks, Washington. Do you want to hear that story? or Sure. Okay, so... Forks, Washington, for those that don't know, is the town in which most of the Twilight series is based. Um, and also, most of you, if you don't know, Alexandra turned me into a Twilight fan, and we even had a couple Twilight songs at our wedding. Namely, the walkout song was an um, instrumental of A Thousand Years by Christina Perry, and then our first uh, dance as a married couple was flight the thousand years is the one I'm about to say no, the, the, uh, flightless bird American mouth most no people way. just call it flightless bird maybe I'm wrong I found is you it the house cat? yeah okay that's what I thought by um shit I get these guys names mixed up I don't think I heard it on something else the other day yeah I don't think it's Bon Iver I think it's the other guy <sighs> I'm so sorry I can't remember his name right now I'll look it up right now. Hold up. Who did the song Flightless Bird? Iron and Wine. Yes. For some reason, I get Iron and Wine and Bon Iver or Iver or whatever um, mixed up. But that was our first dance as a married couple. And Alexandra loves the Pacific Northwest. She's been to Seattle. She loves it there. Loves the Seahawks. Like, So this was just like perfect for us. And the place that we stayed... They had these cabins, and the cabin we stayed in was called Jacob's Den. It was right in front of the entrance sign, which says, Treaty Line, no vampires beyond this point. Technically, we were on La Push Road, which we said it last week. is the um, That's the name of like the, those beaches and stuff like that, um, like First Beach and Second Beach. And like the Quileutes from the movie, that's the actual tribe that uh, lives there. So we were on La Push Road in Forks, Washington. Um, and then right down the road was the actual like Forks proper area. So we went there the next morning and we ate and we went to, um, lot, we spent so much fucking money on souvenirs and stuff. Um, shirts and like, cause there was a custom shirt place where she could take some of the designs, like some of the shirts and stuff were from other companies that they were selling there. But then there was also, she, the, the girl there had a batch of different size shirts, short sleeve, long sleeve, whatever, uh, hoodies and all that. And then the designs kind of, you know, like laminate or whatever, you know what I'm talking about, um, that could be pressed on because she had a clothing decals. press. Yeah, decals. She had like a, a clothing decal press and we got damn near every sticker and magnet that we saw y'all got some of those we went to this visitor center where they had the truck from the movie i don't know if it was the truck from the movie or just a replica but they had and they were very um i don't know how to say it they were pretty or consistent with well this is how the movie portrayed it but we also have how it was described in the book so they had the car that 
or the truck the way it was described in the book which was like smaller um i think it was like a little chevy like more deeper red pickup truck and then they had like the burnt orangey type uh larger i think a ford that bella drove in the movie we took a picture with that we go inside um paul what's his face it's like an italian last name who played no not paul Giamatti. the guy that played carlisle had signed the jacket that he wore the, the doctor's jacket that he wore in the movie and it was at this visitor center and there was a signed uh, movie poster, like everyone from the movie, you know, Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, like everyone had signed that poster. They had Twilight Barbie dolls, which we didn't get any, but I was like, babe, are you sure you don't want an Alice doll? She's like, no. Like, okay, well, how about we take a picture with them? Because they had like Alice and Jasper, like they had everyone from the movies as a fucking uh, Barbie doll. So that was really cool. And we saw the school, you know, Forks High School, home of the Spartans. Like we were like it was real it was all it's all there that's kind of i think that's one of the catchphrases of the town like it's all here so we did that and then we drove down the road a little bit to the reservation and we got to see like the big cliff that they're that the uh, boys are diving off of in new moon um we got to actually see uh first beach and you know take some pictures there and then we finally got out of um forks and because we were there way longer than we were supposed to be we go back to the um, place where we were staying to eat at their little diner that they have and they had like yummy ass milkshakes and uh stuff like that they had a, a veggie burger actually which was based off of the garden burger that bella gets in the movie probably in the uh book too but yeah so that was super cool and then mom and dad were very insistent that on the way back we we don't try to go all the way across again like we did the first time and so basically we only got to the other side of washington and stopped at a place in spokane and i think i can stop there if you want yeah sure i'm not feeling too hot right now i'm so. sorry well and then i can uh finish that the story of the of the trip on the way back and things that we ran into in the next episode Hell yeah. Bye. All right. So um, we're going to call it right there. I think that's enough uh, story time. Unfortunately, Madison didn't have an update, but she might next time we record. But um, her tummy hurts. So I'm on a medication that makes my stomach do whatever it wants to do. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, I'm having a hard time not wanting to just lay down and die. Um, sorry. That's okay. So, yeah, this is a short episode, but it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, I wanted to keep hearing more. Uh, next week, I'm sure there will be some more interesting things. And, yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll come up with something for next week. I'm sorry, guys. I do not feel good right now. That's chill. So we'll come back next week. Uh, Madison has some stuff. I have more story to tell. And maybe we'll even play a game. Yeah. All right. So we'll see y'all then. Thank you.